Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 25. We'll begin reading at verse 14 again. That's Matthew 25 and 14. And it says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and entrusted his goods to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his ability, and immediately he took his journey. He who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. So also he who had received two gained another two. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. We know this is as the parable of the talents. Now, we understand that talents represent money or gold, but another application of this uh, is you're actually your talent, your giftings, your calling, what God has called you to do. A few years ago, I had a dream. The Lord gave me this, this dream. And in this dream, Fred Price, the great Fred Price, who's going on to be with the Lord, just completed his sermon. And after his sermon, they asked all of the ministers to go to the table to get an opportunity. So they receive an opportunity to purchase uh, some material. And so as the, the ministers lined up to receive, uh, to purchase material at the book table, uh, before they got there, the, the people working the book table gave every last one of them a pamphlet. And in this pamphlet was a summary of all the items, what they were about, whether it was a sermons or a sermon series or books or what have you. Once again, it was just a synopsis of, of everything sold. And so as the ministers began to look through the, the pamphlet to decide what it is that they wanted to uh, purchase, they began to complain. One individual began to say things like, I'm scared. This is scaring me. This is a scary figure. And Fred Price uh, staff that was working the book table uh, came to him and they said, man, listen, you're a grown man. Are you serious? And he's like, this, this, this is scary. All the other ministers began to complain. They really didn't want to purchase the material. They just like their names called out as being a minister. So that's the only reason why they actually went up. They wanted to be acknowledged. And so once again, they really began to grumble and complain because once again, they did not want to purchase the material. Well, Meanwhile, there was a young lady. There was one young lady in line that was a minister and an altercation uh, happened where those male ministers began to scold her for being a female minister. Well, the head of the, the person of the book table saw this and it was a young lady. She went out and to console the young lady. She pulled the young minister out of the line. And once again, began to console her and gave her some free material. Well, after that, the people working the book table, they put the, the little sheets over the book table. They were no longer selling the material. After the dream, the Lord began to speak to me about the, uh, the dream. And he said, there's a few things, Sam, I want you to look at. First of all, if you notice, the ministers, they began to complain about the material. It was interesting. They were not interested in learning, developing their skill set as it relates to fighting the good fight of faith. 
They were not interested in developing their skills in that area. They did not want to purchase the material. Second of all, he showed me, he said, if you notice they were in line, but you've noticed they never made it to the book table. They were in line and they held up the line. No one could move forward. Then he showed me, he said, number three, he said that the, 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 the young lady, there was an alterca altercation took place. And you notice they were talking badly about the young lady because she was a minister. But then there's another point he showed me. He said, if you notice the same people, the same ministers that were complaining about the material, about uh, it's about it's being scary or they didn't want to have to purchase the material with the same individuals that was, for lack of a better word, crucifying the young lady because she was a female minister. Then number four, he showed me, he said, if you notice, although the woman couldn't get through the line because of those ministers, because of their behavior and they were just blocking the line, so to speak, she couldn't get through it once again. If you notice, uh, I sent help her way. There was a woman who came that was over uh, Fred Price book table, consoled her and gave her some free material. Bottom line, that young lady was the only minister who was able to receive any products from the table. After that, the dream ended. If we look at what's happening in today's society, the Lord is using women. He's sending women out and they are going into the different spheres or mountains of influence. You see them uh, in education, leading education, as well as politics and the world of business in, in all the sectors, with the exception as a whole religion or particularly Christianity. If you notice, it's almost the way it was back in the day. Now, don't get me wrong. We still have some pockets. You see some, you see, every now and again, you'll see some women pastors. You'll begin to see some uh, evangelist things of that nature. You know, I reminded of my grandmother. My grandmother was born on October 4th, 1902. Uh, she learned how to read and write by reading the Bible. God taught her how to read and write once again by her reading the Bible. And so uh, God really blessed my grandparents. They, you know, back in the country, you know, they were the preachers would come every other Sunday. And and when the preacher came, they stayed at their house. So they was able to house the man of God. But then there's another thing. My grandmother, because she could read and write, she was able to conduct Sunday school. She would teach and preach the Sunday school. And so. God blessed her. Now, my grandmother also walked in her anointing and walked in her authority, rather. And she was known as the person, once again, that was serious about God and was powerful in the ways of God and following the Holy Spirit, if you will. There was one individual who called my grandmother and they were over a thousand miles away. This particular individual's son, her son was demon possessed. And so she this particular person called my grandmother because she knew my grandmother was a powerful woman of God. And so my grandmother prayed for that young man over the phone. And when she cast the devil out, my grandmother's uh, pantry shutters began to flutter. Now, this is long before the horror movies, you know, in the horror movies, you begin to see uh, the, the cabinets flutter up, uh, open and close. And it's glorifying the enemy. 
it's showing the strength of the power of the enemy in the horror movies. In reality, with my grandmother, that was the enemy being cast out. In other words, that enemy was a defeated foe. Always watch the enemy. He's always trying to seek to glorify himself. You know, I'm reminded of Jesus. Uh, the word of God talks about the man who had the lunatic son or the son who had epilepsy. The word of God says when Jesus cast the devil out that, of the young man, the young man began to flop and, and, and uh, his, his body began to once again flop rigorously. And then he, he lay still as if he was dead. The point is the enemy is always trying to gain some type of attention. But you know what? The demon was defeated. Jesus cast the devil out of that boy and the boy and the demon had to go. But the point of me telling you all this was my grandmother was a mighty prayer warrior and she believed and walked in her authority. Now, unfortunately, you know what? In most cases, if we look at the body of Christ at large, many women are kind of in that same situation. What do you mean, brother pastor? In many churches, not all, but in many churches at best, the women, they are at best a Sunday school teacher. Some of them may, may speak during Women's Day, but really, once again, most of the times they don't have those roles, those roles as relates to preaching or pastoring. But God wants to wake, wake you up. You have a gift. Some of you all have been called since you were a young lady, since you were a little girl. Some of y'all learned that God revealed to you that it was his plan for you to preach later on in life. But God has a plan for you. You know, the Lord is not just sending women out in the different mountains or the spheres of influence in the world and not Christianity. If you remember my dream, what's happening now, we understand a lot of times men are in the way. The woman in the dream, remember, she couldn't get through the line because all the men were blocking the line. They weren't they did not go to the book table. They were just waiting in line. They never made it to the book table. They just complained about Fred Price's material. But God has a way. Also, remember, the same people that was talking about the material was also the same people that condemned her for being a woman preacher. You all, the enemy is very crafty. He will lull you to sleep. You know, if you're not careful, you know, you have this gift to preach or God may have called you to pastor. But if you're not careful, you'll be in the place and where you can't acknowledge, you cannot fulfill God's destiny. Why? Because they won't allow it to happen in that church. Why? Because your family will be upset. The community will be upset. Your friends will turn on you. It is better for you to obey God than man. Some of y'all, you this is once again, this is a wake up call. God has called you and you know, now some of y'all, you know, you have practiced, you have preached in different places, but now you're at a place where your talent is lying dormant. It's time to get up and do what you're called to do. Now, some of you all, you may say, brother pastor, I hear you. And, and I know God has called me to preach, but you know, I got little babies at the house. I, you know, we'll preach to the babies, you know, our minded in the word of God. Paul told Timothy, he said this. I'm called to remember this genuine faith that you had. That was from your grandmother, Lois, from your mother, Eunice. And I am persuaded. I'm convinced it's in you also. 
Paul furthermore told him to stir up the gift that is within him through the laying on of hands. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. If you notice the first part, that spirit of faith, that genuine faith that was given to him that he saw rather his mother and his grandmother demonstrate. Not only did they teach him the word of God, but they demonstrated this life of faith before Timothy. So it is that God is, wants you to do. You may be a young mother, but you know the word of God. You know the things that God has taught. You know how the things that, that God has brought you from. God wants you to teach and demonstrate this faith in front of your children. Some of you all may be in a different category. Once again, you may you may be in a situation where, you know, if if I if I say that I'm a preacher and blah, 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 they you know my, my family, my church, they, they, they will know will, will cut ties with me. Let me tell you something. The word of God says God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a power and love and of a sound mind. Do not allow the enemy to lull you to sleep. You know, the giftings and callings that's on your life. It's time to wake up. Listen, remember in the parable, the, the, the man, he hid his talent in the ground. God has given you a talent. He's given you an ability. Think about it. You have the ability to break down scriptures where it makes sense to people. That's the gift of teaching. You have the ability to inspire, to proclaim the word of God. Once again, to inspire people to lay hold of the promises of God or the things that are theirs. God has given you the ability to preach. Some of y'all, God has even shown you where you're supposed to pastor. But you're in a place where they won't allow it. What are you going to do? You know, in the story... In this parable, the, the master did come home from his long journey and he had every last one of those who he had given a talent to give an account of what they've done. When the Lord comes back. You're going to have a conversation with the Lord. When the Lord asks you, why didn't you preach my word? You know, you were eventually you were supposed to pastor. What are you going to tell the Lord? Are you going to tell the Lord? Well, you know, uh, my family, my church wouldn't allow me. My, you know, uh, my, my family, my friend, they wouldn't. They, they didn't. You know, they didn't believe that in my church. What are you going to say to the Lord? What are you going to say to the Lord? It is better for you to obey God than man. You know, some of you all, your spouse, your husband is, is a preacher. You know, in the word of God, there was a couple by the name of Aquila and Priscilla. And it's interesting when Paul talked about them. Most of the time he used Priscilla, the wife's name first, because although they were they were pastors. They, in fact, they had a church in their They started a church in their own home. Priscilla was named first. Why? Because she was the main pastor. So we see evidence in the word of God for a couple's pastoring churches. The Lord may have called you to pastor. Don't let nothing stop you. Do the work of the Lord. Now, some of you all, it may cause you to leave the place where you currently are. Ask God to direct your path. Lord, where should I go? Because God wants to train you if you're called to be a pastor to pastor. But guess what? You have to be trained somewhere. Ask the Holy Spirit what you should do. 
Is the timing now? In fact, the timing probably is now because you're hearing this message and this message is convicting your heart. What should I do, Lord? You know, in my church, I can't do this. Go to a place. Allow the Holy Spirit to show you a place where you can train and you can develop until God place you in a, put you in a place where you can send you to a place where you can pastor. Now, when you get to that place, you don't have to proclaim what God has called you to do. In fact, I would I would advise you don't talk about your calling. Just go there to serve because God's going to train you how to preach, how to pastor through your service. Through your service. You know, once again, you don't have to tell people what you what God called you to do. Once again, it would be my advice not to tell anybody. Just work unto the Lord. As you work unto the Lord, the Lord will give you will, will bring opportunities. Opportunities will come your way. You know, I reminded before I knew I was called to preach. The Lord had me doing some unusual things such as conducting communion. Things will begin to happen. They will fall in your lap where you have to do it. It is God giving you the opportunity. You don't have to make an opportunity for yourself. You don't have to politic and, and get an opportunity that way. God will open up the doors. Your job is to serve faithfully. And allow God to move you and allow God to train you. He knows how to train you. But the thing is this, you want to unearth, dig up that talent, stir up that gift that is within you because God has called you for a purpose more than what you're currently doing, higher than what you are currently doing. You are supposed to be working in the Lord's vineyard for his specific, in his specific vineyard, doing exactly what he's called you to do, not what you want to do. Whose are you? Are you your own or are you of the Lord's? The Lord has great plans for you. This message is once again to stir up the gift that is in you and for you not to have the spirit of fear. The Lord. Listen, once again, we see women making great strides in all the areas of life. The Lord wants women to do the same thing. Now, once again, you do have women doing uh, women pastors and have great ministries, but it's still heavily male dominated. The Lord don't miss. You know, when your sons and daughters, when they go off to college and I've said this before, it is not God's will for them just to develop intellectually or socially. It's also God's plan for them to develop spiritually. The only way they're going to develop spiritually is go to church. That's the only way they have to hear God's word. It is not God's desire for people to go to college and leave God. No, it is God's desire for them to go to college and continue to grow spiritually. You know what? We see women once again in every sector and God is doing great things through them. They're making great strides. Praise God. But God wants the same thing to happen in his church, in his church. Don't be afraid. If the Lord is convicting your heart, ask God what to do. You're not hearing this sermon by accident. Brother Pass, you know, my church don't allow that. You know, it's not about your church. It's about your relationship with God. It's about you fulfilling the purpose that God has for you. Yes, you will. You may uh, 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 run into opposition. Remember the dream? The woman couldn't get through to the line because the men were in the way. 
and the men were in a way complaining about Fred Price material and then complaining to uh, uh, criticizing her for being a woman preacher. God is calling you. Allow God to lead you. What should you be doing right now? You can no longer have the excuse that my pastor, my church won't allow me. Follow God. There's another point I want to make here. At the end of this parable, the word of God talks about how the one when, when, when the master came home and he settled his accounts, the word of God says, in fact, let's 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 read it. It says, and this is verse 20. It says, he who had received five talents came and brought the other five talents saying, master, you entrusted to me five talents. Look, I have gained five talents more. His master said to him, well done, you good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter the joy of your master. Now, listen, you may be doing okay in life, but you know what? Your destiny is in is, is centered around your calling. It's centered around your calling. When you accept God, begin to go after the calling of God, begin to unearth that talent, work that talent, allow God to develop that talent. As you submit to God, everything in your life is going to change. God will be with you. You learn how to you even get come closer to God. Why? Because you're in his perfect will. You're doing exactly what God has called you to do. And you know what? Your life will be greatly impacted in the area of prosperity as well as your health and even the safety of your children. Why? Because you're in the right position. When you're in the right position, everything else will fall in order. When you do this, the scripture says this way. You are seeking the kingdom of God First, the word of God says all these things will be added unto you. The word of God says, once again, enter to the joy of your master. When you're in the joy of your master, listen, he's taking care of all those other things. You know, your friends may have turned their backs on you, but the Lord will give you some new friends. Your family may turn their backs on you, but you know what? Eventually, sometimes the Lord will use those same family members to ask you to pray for them. The Lord knows how to turn that thing around. But do what God is calling you to do. Stir up that gift that is in you and live the abundant life. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.